Hello and welcome to the Our Dad Stamps podcast. My name is Pete West and I've spent half a lifetime collecting stamps and more than 10 years buying and selling them. In these podcasts I want to share some personal stories, tips and tricks that I've learned along the way and maybe encourage a few non-philatelists to take up this fascinating and absorbing hobby. I hope you enjoy the podcast. from our dad stamps for today's podcast i thought i'd talk about one particular set the set i'd like to talk about is the gibraltar king george vi pictorial set which was first issued in 1938 this set is interesting in that there are a lot of varieties and a lot of variations that can be collected and most of them are at a reasonable price So if you're just expanding your collection and and want to try something a little different from just collecting one of each stamp, then maybe this is a set you could look into and and something you could consider. There are 14 basic stamps in the set, starting from a halfpenny up to one pound. And the halfpenny and one pound are of a similar design and to my eyes, quite disappointing and don't look as though they belong with the rest of the set. They are simply the standard small size definitive stamp with a picture of King George VI in a frame. Not particularly inspiring, especially when you look at the rest of the set. So it's a shame that they didn't use the same format for the halfpenny and particularly for the one pound stamp. However, those two stamps, there are no varieties. It's simply a halfpenny green, a one pound orange. And even the one pound orange is only valued at between 40 and 50 pound mint or used so it's not prohibitively expensive it's not necessarily cheap but it's not prohibitively expensive anyway if we look at the other stamps in the set this is where it gets a bit more interesting shall we say starting with the one penny brown which has a view of the rock across the bay there are six different varieties these vary from perforation varieties watermark varieties and even colour varieties. The stamps were initially perforated in either 14 or 13.5, depending on the value, and sometimes it was 14 by 13.5. But later printings were often of 13 or even 12 and 3 quarter. The reason for the change in perfs, I'm not quite sure. Since these were printed during wartime, it's quite possible that those were the only machines that were available and they used whichever they could to perforate the stamps. When I say a perforation of 14 by 13.5, what that means is that the top and the bottom perforations are 14 and the two side perforations are 13.5. Whenever perforations are given, if it's even all round, it's just a single number. Otherwise, the first perforation is top and bottom. The second perforation is the side. So for the penny brown, you can have a perf of 14 all round. You can have a perf of 13 and a half all round. And you can have a perf of 13 all round. So straight away, there's three different varieties without going any further. As these stamps got used up, and this was a very popular set, They were issued in 
February 1938, soon afterwards obviously the Second World War started. Once the war started, Gibraltar became a strategic place for the British military and so there was a lot of postal use for military personnel sending things back to their loved ones in England and also for service mail to be sent backwards and forwards. So these stamps got quite a heavy use. And when they needed to be reprinted, it was hard to keep up with the exact same specifications as the original stamp. From 1940 onwards, the stamps were printed generally with, with a sideways watermark. So we have a multiple script CA upright watermark and a multiple script CA sideways watermark on these stamps as well. And finally, the colour. Originally, the colour was in a yellowy-brown shade, but it turned to red-brown from 1940 onwards to a deep red-brown by the end of the war. And this was simply because in those days there was there was no computerised mixing. The mixing of the dyes was done by hand generally and it wasn't always possible to follow the, the recipe exactly because certain tints may not have been available or one person's judge of a certain amount is not the same as another person's judge. So the, the colours changed with different printings. And so we end up, as I said, with six different varieties of different shades, different perforations and different watermarks. In used form, none of them are valued at more than £7. So they're all quite affordable and readily available on the internet. The next stamp in the set is the Penny Hapney, which was originally done in Carmine. And then in 1943, the colour was changed to what they call a slate violet. The colour change is presumably due to a change in the postal rates because at the same time as the penny halfpenny changing from red to grey, the tuppenny changed from grey back to red. So I'm assuming that the, the standard postal rate went up from penny halfpenny to tuppence and the Universal Postal Union standardised the colour of normal rate stamps to make it easier for people to notice. So that's why I'm assuming the colour change. The next stamp, as I've just said, is the Tupney Grey initially, which is available in five different varieties with different perforations, sideways watermarks. The most expensive one of these is with a perf 13 and a half and a sideways watermark, which would cost you £45 used and a whopping £750 mint. But this is an exceptional high value stamp. As I said, the, the Tupney then changed to Carmine in 1944. So another variation of the Tupney is, is to have the red version, the Carmine version. The next stamp in the, the set is the Thrupney, which started off light blue, perf 13 and a half, changed to perf 14, then to perf 13, and then we get a slightly different shade of blue, which is a greenish blue. After that, there was no Faulkner stamp, which presumably was a rate never used in Gibraltar, and a fivepenny stamp, which there is only one variety of, so I'm guessing there weren't too many reprints of that stamp. A five-penny orange. All of these stamps have different views of the Rock of Gibraltar from them, so they make a nice looking stamp. Uh, the next stamp in the 
set is the sixpence stamp in carmine and grey. This stamp was eventually printed in four different varieties with per 13, per 14, per 13 and a half, which you tend to find amongst all the stamps are in those three different perforation varieties. And there was also a stamp with slightly different colour shades in 1945, where it, it turned to a scarlet and grey violet, as opposed to carmine and grey violet. When you're trying to decide the colour of your stamp, it's one of the things I have most difficulty with. And my only advice would be to get as many of these stamps as you can. If you have a whole stack of stamps to look at, you know, and I'm talking about 30, 40 of the same stamp, it's often much easier to sort out which ones are different shades, which ones look slightly different. And then once you've got a variety of shades, you can then assign them to different to the different colorings. So on this particular one, if you've only got one stamp, it's hard to tell whether it's the scarlet and gray or whether it's the carmine and gray. However, if you've got 20, 30 of the same stamp, then it soon becomes pretty obvious which ones are scarlet and which ones are carmine. And particularly with carmine and scarlet, it's, it gets easier to tell the difference. It's not so easy on the, the threepenny light blue and greenish blue. Really, I can only tell those apart when I've got several together. So if, like me, you have a big problem trying to distinguish between the colour variations, my advice would be to get lots of the same. Now, obviously, when you're looking at, looking at expensive stamps, that gets a bit more difficult. But if you can work on the, the lower value ones, by the time it gets you get around to, to trying to distinguish the higher value ones, you very possibly got a good idea of what one should look like and can make a decision as to which stamp you've got. As I said, it's one of the most difficult things I find in distinguishing uh, variations of stamps. But with patience, with work, like everything in stamp collecting, it, it gets easier. Moving on and up to the higher values of the stamp, you get the one shilling black and green, which shows a picture of Southport Gate. And the black and green comes in three perforation varieties. The normal, as I said, 14, 13 and a half and 13. The perf 14 is valued at 27 pound used. So it's beginning to get a little bit expensive, but still the other two are, are below 10 pound each. So um, still quite available. The two shilling black and brown. Again, no color variations, but perforation variations, as we've just said. And price-wise, it's similar to the shilling. Not too bad, but beginning to get expensive. At five shillings, you've got a black and carmine, which shows an image of Government House. Again, in the three perforation varieties. So if you're going to collect this set, you definitely need a decent perforation guide. They're very cheap. They're very available in any good stamp shop. So you should have no trouble getting one. You can, if you wish, splash out on an electronic one, which costs, I'm not quite sure, but it's certainly over £100, I think, and it will give you an exact perforation. But I would suggest that's really for the specialist collector. The five shilling per 14 is actually valued at £170 used and £100 mint. So it's more valuable used than mint, which is, which is unusual, but certainly not unheard of. And as you can imagine, five shilling stamp probably wasn't used in post very often. I would imagine it would have only been used to send parcels. So hence the reason it's more expensive. And similarly, when you get to the 10 shilling, 
There's only two perforations with the 10 shilling, black and blue, which is 14 and 13. And the perf 14 black and blue is valued at 130 pound used, but only 70 pound mint. Once again, probably because it wouldn't have been used that often in, in the post. So there we go. A set of 14 stamps suddenly turns into a set of 36 stamps when you take in the varieties. And that doesn't include things like there's a broken plate on some of the higher value ones, which gives the effect of the R being broken on Gibraltar. There's extra marks on some of the stamps, which give the impression of a, a bird on top of the memorial on the two shilling stamp or an ape on top of the rock on the tuppenny stamp. I haven't included those. This is purely differences in perforations, watermarks or colour shades. As I said at the beginning, if you've reached a stage in your stamp collecting where you want to do something more than just collect one of each stamp, then I'd certainly recommend having a look at this set. Even with the 10 shilling, the Perf 14 is £130 used, but if you go for the, the Perf 13, it's only £25 used. So it's not prohibitively expensive. I would suggest this is a good set to have a look at. It's an attractive set. Apart from, as I said at the beginning, the halfpenny and the pound, I really think they've missed a trick there and could have made those much more exciting. Of course, if this set really piques your interest, then there are lots of specialised catalogues which will go into even more detail. I know that Stanley Gibbons only lists the basic shades, but to a specialist collector, every print run had a slightly different shade and you can tell which print run was which by studying shades and, and plate peculiarities. And if you want to get into it, then look out for one of the specialist catalogues. There's also the Gibraltar Study Circle, of which I'm not a member of, but I'm sure they will have lots of information and lots of help if this is something that uh, you'd like to get into. Well, thank you for listening. I hope you found it interesting and maybe it has piqued your interest to have a look in more detail at one of the many sets that are out there with just slight variations worth looking into. Thanks again and see you again in two weeks on our Dad Stamps podcast. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and maybe you've learnt a little too. I would love to hear from you with your tips and stories. I can be found on Facebook and Instagram as Our Dad Stamps as well as through my online shops at eBay and Delcamp. Listen again next week for another episode of the Our Dad Stamps podcast.